T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Lions-Packers on television. Sunday night football, they got flexed. Calling the game for NBC along with Chris Collinsworth is our good buddy, Mike Tirico. Happy New Year. How are you, Michael? Happy New Year. Good to talk to you guys. Uh, sorry, I was actually sitting in my office watching the first Packers-Lions game and completely forgot to turn my phone on. That's okay. So I apologize, but it's good to be with you guys. Hey, good morning. And uh, we'll get into the game in a second, but I do, sure. do want to ask, and obviously, uh, you know, of hopefully uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, yeah. get, gets out of uh, the situation. To recover, yes. It's getting a little better. The question I have, how do you think the NFL should handle the Bills-Bengals game? It's impossible there's no right answer here um i think leaning back to their most recent conversations about what if a game cannot get played i go back to covid and i remember doing a game in green bay on the second to last week of the season last year and it was i i remember being on the conference call if for some reason there's a covid outbreak and the team can't play the game what are we going to do and they talked about reverting back to winning percentages and not playing that one last game. Obviously this one had great significance within the football playoff sense because of the bills and the Bengals and the CD and all that stuff in the AFC. Obviously the significance has really been put in proper perspective given right. everything that's happened. That's probably, I think the way they'll go. Um, you're not going to bring those teams back to play there. They might have to play against each other in the playoffs. You're not going to bring him back to that same scene and finish the game, I don't think. I think it'll just be declare it a tie with the seeding fall where it may and go from there. And it's really going to be hard for any fan base or team or organization to complain about it given the circumstances. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it's with the circumstances, especially everything that we lived through with the pandemic. Like, and And I think the NFL was kind of uniquely prepared for this. Like you mentioned, having those conversations already – it's yeah. not like they have to have those again. They could kind of pick up where they left off. But talking about, right. and, and I'm glad that you had a chance to, you're coming fresh off the film study. <laughs> um, what was it in that game? Or what? how different are these teams now than they were as you look back at that first yeah. matchup in Week 9? That's a good question, John. Very different. I'm in the second quarter, so I'm not all the way through yet. But I'm really trying to go back and watch the red zone red zone trips or the deep inside the thirties for the Packers just to see what the Lions were doing defensively. Cause you know, that's what Aaron has watched all week. And you know, both Aaron's Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Glenn, Aaron Rodgers saying what happened down there? Why did they flummox us so much? Aaron Glenn for, okay, Aaron Rodgers is going to be expecting this again. We've got to give him something else. Uh, look, 
the Packers were, were not good. They, they were not good in that game offensively. They have been better. Uh, they've been significantly better. They haven't been unbelievable. They're not back to the Packers. We know you look at the score of the game. It's so lopsided. It's 41, 17. They were up, you know, 41, three, whatever the heck it was at one point there in the game against Minnesota last week. But you see the two return scores in the short field and they were not as dominant as the score indicates. However, they have confidence and they have receivers. Christian Watson has the confidence they didn't have earlier, even middle of the season. Romeo Dobbs, even a little more confidence. Randall Cobb, healthy. Alan Lazard, healthy. The tight ends are a big part of it, whether it's blocking or receiving. I think their blocking of their tight ends has been big in what they've done. And they've settled that offensive line. Um, they, they are back to where they wanted to be and never really were for any stretch during the season. But I think they are a lot better on offense. I think their defensive front is weaker. I think there's a chance for the Lions to run the ball effectively in this game. Which they haven't done in the last uh, month of the season at all, which is right. kind of surprised considering how good they were uh, running the ball before. Now, obviously the game being flexed and, you know, not that I care that much about the Seattle Seahawks, but I thought when they decided to, you know, change the way the uh, the schedule would be and the times that right. games like this would be simultaneous. And right. do you think it's this is the correct way to do this or they should have had an, another game and have – the, the, the Lions game and the Seahawks game go simultaneously. Yeah, sure. You know, let me clear up a couple of things because I've heard it from a lot of folks. One, we don't decide the flex. Oh, I know that. The elite, yeah, no, and, and there are a lot of people, especially in Seattle, like, why did NBC do this to us? Like, well, we, we don't schedule the league, folks. <laughs> the, the league the league passes around what they're doing, right? And, you know, we, we certainly we request and we ask for stuff, but um, we, we don't decide ultimately what games we would we would be doing. Um I was surprised we ended up here. I thought we'd be in Cincinnati for Baltimore-Cincinnati or Jacksonville. There are a couple of things people have not mentioned. A couple of years ago, the NFL added Saturday windows to this Week 18, which means they have to put meaningful games in that window, too. That impacts this as well because that menu to pick from for Sunday is a little bit different. Secondly, we go back four, five, six years. This wasn't the case. You played, and sometimes you played, and you hoped that somebody else was you know, keeping you alive for your game later in that afternoon. And here's the biggest point in this whole conversation, and I've told a few people this who don't live in our area, but nationally they don't get it. Do you think for one second Dan Campbell's team's going to lay down? If no. you do, you're a fool, and you haven't been watching football for the last two years, so mm. be quiet. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, I would make the argument, <clears throat> having lived here for two decades now, that Lions fans might be just as satisfied knocking the Packers out of the playoffs on national TV in week 18 as they would be making the playoffs and losing by 30 points in San Francisco or somewhere else. Not that they're going to if they do. I'm just telling you from a satisfaction standpoint, I think a lot of the Lions fans will for years go back. Do you remember in 2023 we went up to Lambeau and it was cold maybe? Rodgers and knocked the Packers out of the playoffs, that was great. That will live with people for a long time. Having said all of that, I don't think it's going to impact either game one bit. I really don't. Um, I don't either. Uh, I think that – and, and I, to your point, Dan Campbell is going to have this team rocking and rolling no matter what the scenario My is. Um, we talked about this earlier. Since that Packers-Lions game, the Packers are 5-3. and three. The Lions mm-hmm. went on a six and one run. They're seven and two. 
except they had that dud against Carolina. And you mentioned right. this just a minute ago. The Packers are playing with really great confidence right now. Who's had the better run since those teams left Ford Field in Week 9? I'd say the Lions because it was a longer run. And there's one bad game in there for the Lions, mm-hmm. and that's the Carolina game. The Buffalo game, they played a really good game, as everybody knows here. Uh, in that run from when they left here, so I'm just draw, I'm trying to answer actually – do something that doesn't happen anymore. I'm trying to a- answer your actual question. <laughs> Thank <laughs> since you. They left here. <laughs> since they left here, Tennessee went to Lambeau, beat them by ten. We thought Tennessee was going to win the AFC's number one seed. The Packers weren't going to make the playoffs. And then I had them on a Sunday night against Philly, where Rodgers got hurt. The score was closer than the game. It was forty to thirty-three. So I've seen them play a couple of average to below average games in that stretch where with the Lions it's only one. So just based on that, the Lions have had the better run since then and have built momentum. Hey, regardless of what happens with Seattle and the Rams and the most conflicting emotion game you can find in the last few yes. years yes. in many ways, right? Yeah. Uh, it's well, win so we have we're alive. Well, lose so the play the the, uh, the draft pick gets a little bit higher, and we can have four months of good conversation about what to do at number five. It's it's a crazy game, and Bobby Wagner and all this other stuff, and golf and et cetera, et cetera. The 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 one thing here that that pivots this whole deal for me is that no matter what is the stakes going into the game, what the stakes are going into the game, the Lions have a chance to really take this foundation and make it a springboard for next year. Get in the playoffs, obviously. But win up there in the Packers season, you're going to go back and say, you know what? All the stuff we talked about from June, July, hard knocks, all season, the one and six start, that was all worth it. And we really got this thing in the right place to now add pieces to be a playoff run team next year. So there's so much at stake for Detroit in this game. And it's really nice to be at this point in the year and have these conversations because it's you know it it doesn't happen all that often in the National Football League that you go from a season that you're expected to win five or six to you're talking about can they make the playoffs? Oh, and us talking about meaningful Lions games yeah. on the air in January—it's like something we haven't had to deal yes. with and, and 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 enjoy for a long, long time. And as you know, living here, with the rest of the teams—it's you know rebuild city basically and. The Lions, God love them. They've made everything interesting. And when you look at the tape of this team, and I'm sure Collinsworth has as well, yeah. is Houston, does that like stun you how, how good he's become? It really does. really does. Just to kind of come out of, I don't want to say nowhere, quote-unquote, but you're not, expecting, you're not expecting a player taken there and coming in that late in the season having that kind of an impact. Maybe if it was a first-round pick who was injured, for this long stretch and you're waiting for him to get healthy, get in the game, be an impact guy. Let's just take the offensive side, Jameson Williams, right? You're, yeah. you're expecting him to come in week 13 and do a little bit of what he's done, right? You're not expecting a six round pick to come in and show up the last six games after not having played the NFL and lead the league in rookie sacks with eight. That, that's unheard of. So, you know, what, what is the success? What is the proper usage of him going forward? Uh, I, I think it gives this team a lot of options because we've all seen flash in the pans in terms of sackers of the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. However, working in concert with a good defensive front, good scheme, and his abilities, all of a sudden it's highlighted maybe in a way that it wasn't at Jackson State. Maybe if he's at Mississippi State, not Jackson State, or at Michigan State, not Jackson State, 
he's a third round pick because you would have seen him with good tape against better people. And you would have understood that. Um, there have been many stories over the years of guys from HBCUs have come on and come on the scene and done great stuff. And let's hope this is another one. Cause it's a fun story to see for sure. And Hutch, by the way, has been outstanding. Yeah. You, you watch the tape week in, week out. You look at the grading every week and all he's been outstanding. The ball has found him a little bit, but that also happens as you know, John, so well, when guys are really good and they're in a lot of places that they otherwise wouldn't be because they don't hustle. So it's been such a positive season. I hope they go up and play a good game. I, I never care about a result. That's what we do. But I hope they play a good game so the season ends with a lot of positive feelings towards next year. Well, and you mentioned that positive feelings. I agree. And the workload that Aiden Hutchinson has accepted oh. – and the, the number of opportunities on the field. You mentioned the ball finds him. Well, I mean, he, it finds him a lot because he's just on the field more than anybody yeah. else. Um, I'll ask you this because you mentioned the trajectory of this team and how excited we are as locals. Now, you get a chance to see more football than most and and a lot of film and, and behind the scenes. And you talk to the coaches across the NFL – the young talent that we have in Detroit right now, especially mm-hmm. from this past draft, but also, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown from last year, but, you know, Hutch, Pascal, yep. Joseph, uh, you know, uh, James Houston, Malcolm Rodriguez. Is there another team that you've seen across the NFL that has the depth of young talent that you would compare to where the Lions are right now? You know what, John? I, I'll, I'll give you a couple. And then I'll back it up with a quick anecdote. I'll give you Jacksonville mm-hmm. has done a similar type thing. And Philadelphia has yep. done a similar type thing. And, and let, let's parallel this. You know, you guys have this for next month's sports talk conversation on into the draft in April. Well, let's parallel this. Philadelphia kept using that extra first round pick. And Stoney, you know this really well. Mm-hmm. To kind of, you know, the old salary cap term is kick the can down the road. They kept kicking the can forward. So they had that second pick in the first round for a couple of different years and finally needed to use it and did because they felt, oh, hey, we have Jalen Hurts, we have our quarterback. The development of young talent through the draft is allowing the Lions to use that extra pick that's next year and continue to be in a positive place where, hey, you really desperately need a quarterback? Come give us another one. Come on, come do that. So these young guys developing, having a good season, having that other first-round pick, all allows you to build a solid young core. That's why Jacksonville's playing for a playoff spot tomorrow or uh, Saturday. That's why Philadelphia is playing for the number one seed because they've got this young group of depth that they've built together. I'll give you one other team in that mix too, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You look at Cincinnati's talent, defense, few young players, especially the skilled players in offense, young guys who they've brought in and drafted. So, yes, it's happening around the league, but there's a blueprint out there of how to do it right now and the Lions are on their way to doing that, which is really cool. Final thing, look, you filled in a little bit for, for Al every once in a while. You did Monday Night Football. Are you enjoying being the guy on Football Night in America and the, the slide with Collinsworth? You guys are doing that now, too, right? We, we, we kind of brought the slide back for Christmas as a, as yes. a little joke because everybody asks all year. Uh, <laughs> we, we just like to start the game together and just kind of get going. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was The slide was a, was a Chris and Al thing that was great, and as Chris has said so well, Michelle Tafoya with Chris and Al, they did a, an unbelievable job, uh, Hall of Fame stuff. They made the show the number one show in primetime TV, and it's always an honor to be in a position to follow that. 
I hope it's been a great year for the fans. We've had a blast. I've loved doing it. You know, the ratings have been just as good. The shows, I think, have been just as good. And the football fans are served. Um, I've personally loved being back in the mix of, you know, up in the morning on thir- Thursdays are my team for the are my day for the home team. So it's like it's Packers Day for me here early in the morning. I shoot over to Allen Park today, but I, I love the routine of football and getting to see so many people around the league. And John, to your point, what you said just a question ago around the league last year at the end of the season, we crossed over a few teams that were playing the Lions. Yeah. And they said, hey, those guys play hard. Mm-hmm. Those guys play hard. They're building. So you could see the seeds of that last year. And that's what I love this year. I should go building to building. And you talk to people in Cincy and Philly and Green Bay and Kansas City. And you just get a sense of what makes the league. And, and to kind of bring it back to the first thing we talked about, that has um, given me different feelings about the DeMar Hamlin story than maybe you would have otherwise. If you weren't in a building and at practice every week and seeing the backup safeties, seeing the linebackers. I bumped into DeMar Hamlin in the Bills building earlier this year because he had become a starter because of an injury. And he just happened to be like, hey, this is DeMar Hamlin. He said, okay, yeah, I knew you were a pit. And you just reminded that the NFL is not the, the guys we put on in the open of the show or the quarterbacks. It's 60, 70 guys with great stories. So many of them do so much in our communities, including here. And hopefully one out of this, we find out that DeMar Hamlin can go on and have a, a life and a life that he can enjoy. But secondly, we all appreciate that it's not just laundry with a number on the field, that there are really special people who do a hell of a lot for their community and the people who brought them there. And um, we, we should celebrate and tell their stories more often than we should. Mike, have fun in Green Bay. Yeah. Hopefully the Lions will win. I know you can't say it. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Happy New Year, and thanks as always. We love you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Great to be on with you. Uh, have a great new year. Look forward to talking to you down the road. All, All the right. best, boys. All right. Thanks, Mike, uh, Mike Tarico joining us here. Estonia Jansen, 97 won the ticket. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.